0: One of the things I've really appreciated over the whole pandemic is my buddy, Ken, who sends me emails, and he sends me emails and he closes all of them the same way. Now, I have seen this at least 50 to 75 times, but I laugh every time I read it. He closes all of his emails to me this way, and I'm sure he does it to all of his friends, but this is how he signs off. Hey Mike, stay positive, test negative. That's good, isn't it? I was like, man, that just makes me laugh. Hey, you guys, church, stay positive. That's negative. This week he sent me a picture that was just too good not to share with you. It was taken from 1918. This is 1918 in our country, trying to figure out what to do with influenza. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what they had. I mean, it's, this might as well be 2020 uh, right here, but look at what they said. They said, to prevent influenza, Do not take any person's breath. Keep the mouth and teeth clean. Teeth, that's important. Uh, Avoid those that cough and sneeze. Another translation, social distance. Uh, Don't visit poorly ventilated areas. Keep warm, get fresh air and sunshine. Don't use common drinking cups and towels. Uh, Cover your mouth when you cough and sneeze. Avoid worry, fear, and fatigue, that's good. Stay at home if you have a cold. Walk to your work and office. And sick rooms wear a gauze mask like this illustration. Let me just say this. If this has ever created heartache or you hate it, one, I get it, but two, I would also say, at least it's not gauze. Imagine the itchiness from that bad boy right there. Gauze up, man, yeah. They're just trying to figure it out, and I know like, hey, we as a people, we're trying, our country, we're trying to figure it out with the rest of the world. And the thing that we've done to take as much emotion out of it as we can here at the church is we've just, from the very beginning, we followed the CDC guidelines along with what our state and local health officials have directed. And up until, up to this point, here's what they've directed for us. That may change. The governor had a, had announcement, said something's coming. But what the CDC and state and health, local health officials have told us to do is this is what a well-rounded approach looks like. It's not independent of one another, it's collectively what they've said, is social distance. Here's, here's, what I've, here's where we've fallen short as a church. We, we social distance in here, but when we're out there hanging out with our friends, we've not been social distancing and we need to up our game there to help bend the curve I would just tell you I have friends who are doctors, I have friends who are nurses, and I have friends who just are staff members at the hospital, and all of them just have asked for our help in this way to social distance. Wash the hands. This one is a really big one. It was up here as well. It just says, you guys, if you don't feel good, please don't be out in public. Uh, If you've been around somebody who doesn't feel good, hey man, just stay away from folks for a couple days. That will help. And I know that the mask is a touchy situation. It's not like the save all or it's not the, it doesn't work, it's like, it just is part of the whole thing. It's what they were doing in 1918 and here we are in 2020 and so we're not gonna mandate masks here at the church unless we're asked by the CDC and state and local officials, but here is how we can help. How we can help is holistically, we can social distance, we can wash our hands if we're around somebody who's sick, Man, do that, and then if somebody asks you to wear a mask, just wear a mask. This week, I received several phone calls asking the church to help, and I said, what does help look like? And they said, help looks like the holistic approach, not just wear a mask. They're saying, please, social distance. Hey, we can do better at that. We need to do better at that. They said, please, wash your hands if you're not feeling good, and, uh, and then those of you who, guys who are willing, please wear a mask. And in that, we can help our medical professionals, and I'll close with this. In our name, Highland Park Community Church. We are a church that is here for the community. The community is asking us to help serve. I would just simply say, you wouldn't think that they're watching, even those far from Jesus are watching how we live, not just here in the building, but outside. We have an opportunity to have 50,000 Jesus Conversations a week just how we respond Uh, and help serve our community. So I wanna thank you in advance for your help with that. Now we're gonna take a mental break. Everybody just, (sighs) thank God we don't have to wear gauzy masks. And now I wanna turn our attention to the series, Seek. Three weeks ago, I, I began this series by telling you a story about a guy I had with a pool, a guy at the pool. At the time I shared the series, or shared the message, Everybody in our country was seeking a political victory. The man at the pool was seeking a political victory because they were convinced that what would happen in the election if their party won, if their candidate won, they thought they would have have certainty in the future. They thought it would bring peace, prosperity, and joy. And in that moment, if you remember, the Holy Spirit whispered into my life and said, Mike, they're looking for me but they're looking for me in the wrong place. Mike, I have you here to have a Jesus conversation with them. And if you remember, I told you I was scared to death, but I opened up my mouth and the Holy Spirit filled my my mouth with the words that need to happen, just like scripture says the Holy Spirit will. And I began to share with them principles of the kingdom of God and that what he was really seeking was Jesus and how certainty and lasting certainty and lasting peace and lasting hope is all found in Jesus' name. And I'm so appreciative of how the, Darren followed that sermon up with what he had to share. We live in uncertain times, and maybe you feel uncertain this morning. And Darren reminded us that, man, God has been faithful to us. That we, can, that we can look back over the course of our life and see God's faithfulness and know that he was faithful then, he's gonna be faithful today, and should tomorrow come, he'll be faithful there too. It's who he is. And so he directed our attention to the faithfulness of God, and then last week, Greg shared, a, again, a timeless message. He talked about looking for hope and finding hope in Jesus' name. Literally, this was what happened in my home last week. I'm watching the sermon online, and I'm just clicking the heart emoji over and over again. My thumbs were sore by the time the sermon was done, and my family came and checked on me multiple times to make sure I was okay, because I just kept shouting, not like angrily, but just shouting like, yes, 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 amen. This whole series is one that you could apply every day throughout the year, just seeking God. And so today we're going to wrap this series up and I'm going to begin by asking you a really important question. I want you to think of a relationship. Who is it that knows you implicitly? They know you inside and out. Who is the person who knows you inside and out? They know your hopes and your dreams. They know your your worries, your fears, your insecurities, they know the best parts about you and they know the most sinful parts about you and yet they love you unconditionally. I want you to think of that person right now, go. The lights, is Chase over there? Chase, you got your person, man? Sweet dude, thank you man. Thank you. That's all I needed. Larry, do you have your person? Janelle, do you have your person? All right, now here's what I want you guys to do over here. I want you to think, I want you to think of the words that you Wallace would use to describe that relationship. How would you describe that relationship? What words would you use to describe that relationship with that person Jesse? Go. Just think about those words. Write them down, Jim, if you've got a note page or smartphone, Sarah, whatever you wanna do, but I want you to think about those words that you would use to describe that relationship, go. Marsha, do you have those words? Gary, do you have those words? Awesome, like I'm just looking for people who don't wanna be called out right now, and I'm like, mm, right there, man, because it's just fun. Okay, Vicky, do you got those words? Okay, Mary, do you have those words? Sean, you got those words? Pete? Cool. Now, with those words in mind, Nick, I saw you leaning over right there. Nick, do you got your words? Michelle? or No, that's uh, Sydney. Cool. With those words, would you describe your relationship with God in a similar manner? And here's what I'm driving at. Is there a disconnect in your relationship with God where you wouldn't necessarily describe him in those terms? Or is there a lift where like, no, my relationship with God, what I'm trying to get at is, where's your relationship with God this morning? We all drift and we get certain, certain ways. It's easy to drift in our relationship. I'm not saying it's okay, I'm just saying it's easy to drift. And this morning, I know that there's going to be somebody in here who would say, I could not, in truth, describe my relationship with God being as close as the one that I described with a person. And if you find yourself in that camp this morning, what I want to remind you is, is that God loves you, that there is nothing you could do to make God love you any more than he does right now. Think about that. Because all of us feel this pressure to be a certain way, act a certain way, live a certain way, just to get people to like us. But God loves you unconditionally because he made you. There's nothing you could do right now that would make him love you anymore. And check this out. There is nothing you could do right now that would make him love you any less. Now he might not be happy with some of the behavior, but there is nothing that you could do that would make him love you any less. In our Feelings oftentimes, because we fall short, we sin, our feelings creep in, and the tendency is to want to run from God. But I want to remind us this morning that God knows your hopes and your dreams. He sees your fears, your worries, your insecurities. He knows the best parts of you, and he knows the most sinful parts of you, and he still loves you so much that he took the first step in relationship towards us. 1 John 4, 9 and 10. This is how God demonstrated his love. He showed his love among all people. He sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, into the world that we might find life through seeking him. And this is love. Not that we loved God first, but that he first loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. How fortunate, blessed, lucky, grateful are we that God took a first step for us. And so this morning, if you would acknowledge a disconnect in your life, today I'm gonna share a principle with you that I believe the Spirit of God will use To bridge that disconnect, to connect you with the Father, and that the words would flow from your spirit and the depths of your soul to define the goodness of God. Here's the principle I want to share with you this morning. It's simply this. It's the be with principle. It is seeking God for the sole purpose of being with him. When is the last time you sought God for the sole purpose, the whole agenda was just to be with him? Not what you could get him to do for you, not what you could get out of the relationship for what you needed him to do, but you just spent time with him for the purpose of just I want to be here with you. The be with principle is a transformational principle that will draw you together with the Father, but here's what I will tell you. What takes place in that moment of being with him in that space and time of being with him will transcend that space. Now, I grew up in Michigan. I grew up in a a pocket of Michigan known as West Michigan, a bunch of small farming communities And we had this radio station that was absolutely epic. It was called B93. Let me show you. This was our dude right here. 320,000 watts of pure magic country music. It was glorious. And I know for some of you that doesn't make sense because glorious and awesome and incredible and country music do not go in the same sentence for you. I get it. But it was fantastic. The things that... God used that radio station to do, even though it was secular, country music was amazing, I don't have time to tell you all about it, other than it was absolutely incredible. But that station had a small footprint in Grand Rapids, Michigan, just a small little footprint, and yet it had a 25,000 square mile reach. What that means is what took place in Grand Rapids, Michigan can be heard this morning across Lake Michigan in Wisconsin. What that means is what's taking place in Grand Rapids, Michigan at that station right now this morning can be heard in Indiana this morning. Wow, you've got this local footprint with a much further reach. That is the power behind the be with principle. When we seek God for the sole purpose of just meeting him, just being with him, what takes place in that space of being with is not contained to that space. It's got to reach so much bigger than that time and that space in just your life. Let me give you an example. Just this week, I talked to a couple up in Montana that when they were spending be with time with God, they felt impressed upon by the Spirit to go purchase a ranch for people who are coming out of the human trafficking industry. That there are men and women and children who have been shoved out and abused in horrific ways and the Spirit of God out of their be with time says, I have a ministry for you to be a part of. That's the power of be with. They sought God for the express purpose of just being with him. And in that time, that's what God did. And there is going to be a ranch in Montana that we can be a part of, that we can help support where people coming out of trafficking that don't know what love is are gonna find out about the love of Jesus. That's the power of being with. I could tell you, I I wish I could take you on this walk with me. I go on this walk and I could show you the space that more often than not, I have felt a lift in, the, in my spirit and the Holy Spirit has identified it just throughout the years. It is that moment where I know that somebody else is having a be with time with God. And through that be with time with God, they end up praying for me And in a completely different location, miles away where they can't even see me, there is a lift, a demonstrative lift in my spirit that is taking place from somebody else's be with time. It is one of the joys of my life to be able to pray heaven down over your lives on a weekly basis, believing that what happens in that be with moment transcends that time, transcends that space, or get to pray with you and just believe that the Holy Spirit is ministering to your heart and your mind. That is the power of be with, a local expression of being with God, transcending that space that impacts lives. If you look throughout scripture, one of the very first ways that humanity was with God was by taking walks with him. And again, I love what James says. He says, if we take a step towards God, God will draw near to us. Well, God has already drawn near to us. He sent his son Jesus into the world. And this morning, he is inviting all of us to be with him. If you just look at the life and ministry of Jesus, Jesus would often get away, church, for the sole purpose to seek God, for the sole purpose of just being. Being with him, if you read throughout the Gospels and the references are up on the screen, Jesus would get away just to seek the Father, just to seek his presence. And here's what Jesus knew. And I think that inherently some of us in here know this, some of us still are trying to figure this out, but Jesus knew this. Jesus knew that there was nothing this world had to offer that could compare with the love and the presence of the Father there was no material possession that existed in this world that can compare with the love and presence of the Father. There is no other relationship that even gets close to the love and the presence of the Father. And Jesus built it into his life where he would get away, he would seek God for the express purpose of being with him. And if, as his followers, as his church, if that's what Jesus did, We need to follow his example in carving out time. And I would simply ask you, when is the last time that you sought the Father's audience just to be with him? There's another amazing thing that took place. That as Jesus was with the Father, it was his ministry that flowed out of that time. Like Jesus, when he would talk to his disciples, he would be like, I'm just telling you what God has told me to tell. How did he know that? Because he sought the Father for just being with him. And in that time, God would share, Jesus, son, I want you to go share this. Son, I want you to go and be a part of this over here. Jesus' ministry flowed out of his be with time, his seeking God, his be with moments with God. And again, here's what I would say. If your be with moments with the Father are pretty much non-existent, that would be an indicator in your life that maybe you're trying to seek and find life in something other than God. And I would say that if your, your be with time with God is marginalized, the ministry through your life, in your life, is also going to be marginalized if your time with God isn't there Now there's many ways to spend time with God. We can spend time with him like we are now in a service and the spirit of God can speak where two or three are gathered. Can happen in community groups, can even happen over a Zoom meeting, believe it or not. It can happen in worship and I promise you in about 10 minutes we're gonna sing a song and the Holy Spirit is going to speak to your hearts in a powerful, powerful way through that song, just being with. I know that the Holy Spirit can, can, um, Speak to us when we're in some for some of us in our favorite of just being in God's Word. Let me share with you a timely word of God that is just timely for these times. Philippians chapter 2. If you've wondered, Lord, how how am I supposed to live? How am I supposed to act during this whole crazy time? Here it is. Do not look only to your own interest. Philippians chapter 2. Don't look only to your own interest, but look to the interests of others. In fact, consider others better than yourselves. In your relationships with one another, you should have the same attitude as Jesus, and then there's a break. Same attitude as Jesus. How do we live during this time to have the same attitude as Jesus? What does that look like? Paul continues, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped, but he humbled himself and made himself a servant, a servant of all, and he humbled himself even more, even more, and died a criminal's death on a cross. And Because of that, God gave him a name that is above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess, to the glory of God the Father. That prompting came out of a be with moment of just seeking the Father, just to be with him, and asking a question, Lord, how do you live during times like these? And somebody this morning, somebody's may have needed that. And again, local, local, specific place, having a much further reach than just what happens in that be with moment. Well, one of the areas that I believe we need to take a step forward, because it's not just one of these, it's all of these. But one of the areas I get the sense that as a church, collectively, we need to be with God is in prayer. Now, I'm not saying that we don't pray or that you never pray, but one of the steps we need to take in being with the Father is carving time out just to be with Him, and to be with Him specifically in prayer. And here is why I sense we need to make this move. If you look at our Jesus map, our Jesus conversation out there, you can see some movement on it. There's some red stickers there for this year. That's a good thing. But it is undeniable and it is undisputable. If we collectively as a church were consistently engaging with the Father to be with him, seeking him, the sole purpose of just being with him, and if our prayers were in tune with him, there is no way you would ever be able to see anything but a sticker on that map, because God's love is for all people. Jesus' entire ministry is one giant Jesus conversation, and if we were really in step when it comes to being with Jesus, seeking Jesus, and praying in our prayer life, that map would be covered. Now, this is not a preacher moment where I'm beating anybody up, beating you up, but if the Spirit of God is convicting you in any way, then glory, hallelujah. That is the Spirit of God saying, hey, what he's talking about is spot on. I want us as a church to be a praying church, not a church that prays, but to be a church that actively seeks God in prayer for this purpose of just being with him And when I say prayer, I've had so many conversations throughout the years, and again, not beating anybody up, just, man, I don't know how, it gets awkward for me. I would just say prayer can be as natural as breathing. So let me very quickly share with you the blueprint for my prayer life. This is the blueprint for my prayer life. It's Jesus' words. Turn with me in Matthew chapter six, highlight, underline, here he goes. He taught his disciples, when you pray, you start with this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That positions us in in the right position. He's God, we're not. He's awesome and we get to declare how awesome he is. You guys, have you ever asked yourself how did Jesus pray all night long? Have you ever wondered how he did it? Have you ever thought, oh my goodness, I could never do that. I've said those words. I've thought those thoughts. This right here, just by itself, he could spend all night doing that. He has got an eternal landscape of how awesome God is. And to climb up on a mountain, to get away for the sole purpose and to start by just saying, Lord, I just want to remind you, Father, how awesome you are. Because I was there in the beginning when you spoke creation into existence. I was there when you made all created things. I was there, Lord, when you walked through through humanity, and you just, you loved humanity despite all their sinfulness, Lord, you're amazing. He spent all night with that. And then he goes on, he says, when you pray, say, pray this way, pray that God's kingdom will come, his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you remember the very first week of our series, Seek, I defined the kingdom of God, not my definition, I stole it. It was it was this way, the kingdom of God is anywhere the rule and reign of God exists, could you imagine if collectively we all sought God for the purpose of just being with Him in prayer and that we prayed the reign and rule of God into our neighborhoods into our marriages into our schools into our workplaces into our politics into into human trafficking into uh, into persecution, here's what I'll tell you, like religious persecution, here's what I'll tell you. When you seek God for the sole purpose of just being with him in prayer, the Holy Spirit will bring things to mind that you'll be praying for things that you didn't even know you'd be praying for or even how to pray for them. Because the Spirit will show you how, it'll bring them to mind. One of those things is for people in persecution around the world, religious persecution. I don't know what their faces look like, I don't know their names, I don't know what nationalities they are, but I'm telling you, as I've walked on these, taken these walks with God just to be with them and to pray to bring the reign and rule of God, I have prayed for people in cells, jail cells, who are being persecuted just because they call on the name of Jesus. And I believe to my core that what's happening in this little space on this walk through a neighborhood in Casper, Wyoming, that the Spirit of God is visiting those people in that cell or in that neighborhood, encouraging them, Church, we have got to get on our knees. We have got to seek the face of God. We have got to start to bring the kingdom of God to bear the rule and reign of God in all places that the Spirit leads us into. And then he says, man, he says, when you pray, say, dear Lord, ask him, To give you your daily bread, that has roots back in the children of Israel walking through the wilderness, how God supplied their needs all throughout the day. Church, you could spend hours in prayer just on that one line. I would just simply ask you, how has God specifically taken care of you physically, emotionally, and spiritually during every day of your life? You go on and on like, Lord, you gave me strength here. Lord, you gave me your wisdom here. Lord, you had this provision for me. Lord, you had this gift for me. Do you remember when you did that? I mean, it's not some obligation or box to check. It's fun. It's interactive. It's an act of worship. And what happens in that space does not contain just there. What happens in your heart is going to impact other people's lives. And then we get to that spot and I can tell you on my walks, I could share all about it where it gets, forgive me my debts. I promise you my neighbors have thought they've been looking at a crazy man. As tears have literally stro- like streamed down my face as I have confessed to God what a sinful man I am. What a sinner I am and how I have stopped and praised God on these walks for his son Jesus Christ. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. What Jesus has done for me I've literally said, Lord, help me love others like you love them. Help me forgive, help me not to hold grudges. And then we get to that last line, where he said, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. My closest person that I would write about, I'm not trying to score points, I'm just telling you who she is. Her name's Shaney. she's my wife. She knows me inside and out. She knows my fears, she knows my failures, she knows my hopes, she knows my dreams, she knows the best of me, and she knows the most sinful part of me, and she loves me unconditionally. She loves me like Jesus. But you see, I want Jesus to know me that way. So when I get to that whole temptation part, I don't gloss over that. I literally tell him what my temptations are, and I'll tell you what they are. To hold grudges, to have thoughts that are less than God-honoring, to be greedy and at times to be prideful. And so when I get to that part on my walk where I just seek God just to be with him and be with him in prayer, when I get to that part of the prayer, I don't hold back. I actually tell him, Lord, here's where I'm struggling today. Today I feel greedy. Today, Lord, you know this thought that is not honoring to you, and I don't want that. I am asking you right now. I am bringing your kingdom to bear on that. I am crucifying that thought. I'm bringing your rule and reign over that thought so that I might experience freedom and I might experience life. And I'm telling you, every time, the Spirit of God delivers me from that. And today, I'm praying God would use what was in that time to speak life into you. And I'm asking all of us to seek God. Seek him in prayer, and here's how we are gonna collectively pray as a church until further notice. As a church, we are gonna band together and we're gonna get serious about seeking God in prayer. And here's how we are gonna collectively do it, write it down, make a mental note, but we're gonna pray for our medical professionals, we're gonna seek God's best for them and all those impacted directly and indirectly by COVID. We are going to seek God's kingdom come, his will be done through all things political. We're gonna pray our best, we're gonna pray God's will be done in these uncertain political times. We're gonna pray the prayer of Jabez, which was simply, Lord, expand my territory. We're gonna pray for Jesus' conversations. Lord, there are people who matter deeply to you. Put me in their path and give me the boldness to share with them. And lastly, I would tell you, we're gonna pray for Cody, Wyoming. We're about to launch a satellite campus. We have six candidates. I'm, this is the, uh, here's an announcement. We have six candidates. We need God's wisdom who is the right candidate. But we also need to be praying for the ministry of that satellite campus in Cody, Wyoming. And here's what I'm telling you. If we will sow those seeds in prayer now, if we will seek God right now on behalf of people in Cody, Wyoming, what will take place in those little local settings of Casper, Wyoming or wherever geographically you find yourself is going to bear fruit in Cody, Wyoming. So I'm asking us as a church to find time, make time every day, to seek God just to be with him. To God be glory in the church. Paul wrote a letter to the church in Ephesus and he said, God is able to do immeasurably more than you could ever dare, ask, dream, or imagine. And he knew what he was talking about because he, he remembered persecuting the church. He remembered killing Christians trying to stamp out the name of Jesus. And you remember God's love, meeting him on that road to Damascus and repurposing his life and forgiving his sins. He knew the power of immeasurably more. He knew the power of being with. He knew God with him in those beatings, in those imprisonments and shipwrecks. He knew the power of being with God and what took place on those city streets and in those synagogues, seeing people's lives transformed for him to live with Christ and to die with gain. And what a great message for us today, to seek God just to be with him and what would come out of that place would have such a profound impact in our own lives, in the lives of those around us. Highland Park Community Church, we are God's masterpiece collectively with Christ Church around the world, created anew in Christ Jesus to do the good works that God planned for us to do. If you wanna know what those good works are, carve time out just to be with the Father. and He'll reveal that to you and he'll strengthen you for what's ahead. Lord willing, next week we'll come back and celebrate that. I love you guys, have a great week.